What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Connections with Eva Longoria. I'm Eva Longoria. And today we are going to be talking about our connection with work or with our job or careers and what that connection should look like or feel like. And I think obviously COVID has changed, I mean, significantly changed the way we work. And I don't know if it changed it for the good or for the bad. I think a little bit of both, but I don't know if it led us to like tuning out at work because now we just have to be in a Zoom in a box or did it empower us to get more done? Now that we have the freedom to incorporate some of our own structure at home, instead of driving an hour to and from work in traffic and setting meetings in boardrooms and printing out papers and presentations, like we realized, oh, we don't need to do all that. We could do it from our computer <laughs> and I don't have to put on pants. But I think this post-COVID work identity is important to discuss and navigate because I think a huge part of our identity revolves around what we do for a living, right? I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, I'm a teacher, I'm a nurse, I'm an actor. I think it's fundamental to what motivates us. And it's also fundamental in how we see ourselves fitting into the world. So I thought, hey, let's talk about this. What should our connection to work be? And one of the hardest workers I know <laughs> in this world is Beatriz Acevedo. She is someone who really has truly created a career based on her passions. Beatriz is an entrepreneur who has had many jobs, including founding companies like Me Too, which was a digital media company for the Latino community, and Sumo Wealth, which is aimed to close the Latino wealth gap. So that's just to name a few, by the way. She also has three Emmys. She's been working since she was eight. I'm so excited to talk to her about our connection to our work. Beatriz, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Eva. It's always great to see you and to be with you. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I'm so happy to speak with you. First of all, I feel like we jive because we have so much in common from starting to work at an early age to having really hardworking parents to being in love with Ricky Martin. That sums go. me up. I don't know about <laughs> you, but that sums me up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, but you know, everything that you were saying at the beginning of the podcast really resonates with me. There's so many great things about how things are now. And when you mentioned board meetings, for example, I remember board meetings on the East Coast take three days instead of three hours because the day you travel, the day you're in the board meeting, then some sort of dinner at the end of the day, and then you travel back. Then. So it's three days that you're not with your family, that you're not able to maybe squeeze in a little more time to do a little bit of self-care. It's just 
three hours turn into three days. So board meetings, I don't want them to go back to the way they were. I do miss the personal connection and the energy in a room, but I think that a hybrid model will always be a little bit better and more efficient. And there's a lot of good things. I mean, I've never had the opportunity to walk the dog with my kids in the afternoons before COVID. So even if I'm on a call and I'm able to walk a dog, or even if I have a 30 minute break between one call and another, and Isa and I are able to make some taquitos and put some mole in them and then wolf them down quickly before the next call, those moments I never had an opportunity to have before. So I'm very grateful that as my kids are now a year away from going to college, I've been able to spend so much more time with them than before, because before I'd be at the office very early and I'd come home super late and then I was still on my phone and my computer. And I feel that this hybrid model just has worked out a little bit better for me. Me too. I actually think my son doesn't know I have a job. I love it. Because <laughs> I'm always home and he will he might barge in here naked any minute now because I he just, it. you know. But I see you guys making tortillas and French toast and all kind of stuff. I'm like, that looks so much fun. But I'm sure you have a packed day of work as well, but you're able to yeah. sort of mix it up. And yeah. I think that's a big blessing. Yeah, for me, it's like I have to wake up with him. I have to wake up with him. I want my face to be the first thing he sees every morning and my face to be the last thing he sees when he goes to bed. And you don't know how many times you just didn't make it home and he went to sleep. And so now I do like that shift of being home. I actually really like, I agree. Like my husband was the same way with, he would go, I have a meeting in Argentina. So I'm going to fly there for nine hours, have the meeting and fly right back. And I used to go, what are you talking about? There's Skype. And he goes, oh no, you can't do that because the culture, certain cultures, you have to be face to face. And now I think with the zooming of it all, cultures have accepted, okay, you don't have to fly to the East Coast to have that board meeting. So I agree, there's some benefits to it, but I do think it has made us really redefine what we think about work. I mean, this pandemic has also made a lot of people quit their jobs just yeah. in general. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, and reshifting and going in a whole different direction. I'm going to sell almond milk. And you're like, but you're a dentist. I know, <laughs> you know I know. It's been interesting to see people have a newfound, not, it's, I don't even say passion because I actually hate when people say, find your passion and do it because I don't think it's that easy. Right, 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 right. <laughs> what is your philosophy about that? No, it's a privilege to be able to work in the things that you love, right? So I understand the great resignation moment that we have where people are like, oh my God, I can't even think of getting up to go to work. Oh, thank God it's five o'clock. Oh, thank God it's Friday. But if people had the opportunity to redefine, well, is this what I want for the rest of my life? And probably their answer was no, right? To just be waiting for retirement and then your life just went by. I think it's a very positive that people really have the opportunity to rethink how am I spending my life and what are my priorities? I've seen a lot of posts recently where it's like, it's not all about the job title or the money that you make. There's so many other things that are important, the quality of life, if it's important for you to have time at home, if it's important for you to be able to catch your breath and do some self-care, all that adds up to what is a great, I don't know, I don't have a great work-life balance. So when people say, oh, work-life balance, I think, I don't know how you achieve that. But at least that you are happy, that you are fulfilled and that you feel that you're, for me, it's important that I'm making some sort of contributions, but obviously it's different for everybody. Well, it's different for everybody and it's different for women. I think if one thing COVID 
showed us was like, men don't think about work-life balance. I, I can't tell you no. how many times my husband schedules his day <laughs> without thinking about what time our son goes to bed, what time is his nap. I schedule oh, everything yeah. around my son. And I think women have taken on the brunt of that during oh, yeah. this pandemic, which is, okay, now I'm working from home and my kid is homeschooling and I got to take care of my mother who's now moved in. And it's disproportionately affected women. Of course, of course. No, I agree with you. You know, for me, it's like when there's a question of like, what's for lunch or dinner, the question is always for me, right? It's never for anybody else. And I love it when my own husband also is like, B, there's no more toilet paper, right? And I love how Diego, our son, is like, why would you ask mom that? Because she's a woman, you know? Oh. Like, so it's very funny, but it's just sort of like the expectation and the role that's like, okay, well, you also work, but everything in the household sort of revolves around people asking you where it is or what's happening. And yeah, I get it. I've been there. But where do you think your image of career or work came from? For me, I for sure got my work ethic from my mom. My mom had a full-time job. She was a teacher. She raised four girls, one with special needs, drove us around like a human taxi, never missed a recital, band marching game, nothing, and had dinner on the table every night at 6 p.m. for my father. Like, I, I still think I'm not doing enough. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we had very parallel lives with our mothers. My mom went back to school when we were already teenagers, my brother and I, and got her master's and her PhD. And I remember her literally like she left breakfast, lunch and dinner ready with like notes, loving notes to all of us. Just mm. eat this at this amount, do this at the... And my dad was an incredible guy and I talk about him all the time, but he would sit down to be served, you know, <laughs> you know, Don Conrado yeah, arrived. Yeah. And even though my mom was incredibly accomplished and she was doing so much at work and at school and with the kids and, you know, she was responsible for serving him and for running the household and for driving us to all our afternoon classes and school and all that. And that was exhausting for her. But I think that was like the expectation. So my mom definitely instilled that role model in me. But to your point, sometimes you have that guilt of like, you want to be able to do it all. For me, it was the same. When I got married, I thought, oh my gosh, I should be doing this and that. And it's physically impossible, right? To yeah. run a company and be a mom of twins and do this and be a philanthropist. I mean, you do it all as well. But we tend to put ourselves last, right? And my mom yeah. put herself last. And I think that's the, the one part about it that I'm trying to re-educate myself in and to also be a different role model for my own daughter to not put myself last. My dad would always say, no puedes dar lo que no tienes. You, you can't give yeah. what you don't have. And so he was pretty insightful. I mean, it's interesting because he would sit to be served, but then he would tell me, no, 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 you take care of yourself. So it was an interesting dynamic there, but it's true, you know. And for us as Latinas, I think particularly, you want to do a great job wherever you have the opportunity, right? So if you're the only woman on this board, or if you're one of the few CEOs in an industry, you are always trying to be overly prepared, overly impressive. You got this opportunity and you feel like you have the weight on your shoulders for other women, for other Latinas, for other women of color who are not in that room, who don't have that opportunity. And it's a lot. So obviously, when you think, oh, when was the last time you had a massage or did you meditate or did you exercise? Always my answer is no. Right. So I think that for me, yes, like you, my mom was an incredible role model. My dad was an incredible role model on all the philanthropic work that I continue to do. But I'm trying to just 
make a change for the next generation, which will be my daughter to be like, it should not always be others before self, which is very in our community, right? It's all about the others, what you give others. And then at the end, it's you. But if you're burned out, how can you keep giving others? You can't. You can't. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. It's almost here. The Knicks anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. A lot of people don't have a choice about where they work. They didn't finish an education because of their socioeconomic status, and so they don't have the qualifications to move ahead. And they would like to go to night school, but they can't because they're working three jobs. I get it. It's a struggle. I worked five jobs in college just to make ends meet, but I didn't have children or a family. That was just me. So there's a lot of families right now working two, three full-time jobs and still are living under the poverty level. So what do we say to that person who just goes, yeah, I'd love to work and find my passion. I'm too busy working. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I think particularly for Latinas, and we see the data all over, you know, besides having a job, we always have our side hustle. There's always something that we do, whether it's with the recuerditos for a baptism or whether it is you're baking something and you're selling it or... So I think that maybe for them to see, okay, this is the job that I have to have in order to survive in a way. But what else could I do to complement this? What else could I do that starts to transition me into 
a different kind of job without having the privilege of being part of that great resignation. And I think giving that sort of like education in a way to our community is very crucial. We are still the demographic that spends the most and saves the least. So Mm. you see how people who make very little money still have the latest electronic gadgets, right? As Latinas, we buy more makeup than anybody or more clothing. So sometimes I tell them, listen, there's nothing wrong with you buying five lipsticks, but maybe we have to rethink ourselves from consumers to investors and owners. So we say, okay, maybe instead of spending $20, you spend 10 and the other 10, you're able to invest them in your favorite company, for example. And Every time that you buy from that company, you're a shareholder, you're an owner. And just changing that mentality. I mean, we've had so many kids recently go through this free Dinero boot camp that we have for young kids for college. And they've told us, we go back and tell our parents and our tios and our tias mm. and our brothers and our sisters, there is a possibility to start thinking differently from the every day of we can only make ends meet with what we make. We cannot, there is a strategy to do things differently. And it's not immediate. It's not like overnight you're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. But there but is there a strategy. there are small things. Yeah. But we never know. We never think about the future because we come from countries where it's like, well, listen, tomorrow there could be a devaluation. There could be economic hardship, right? We get paid and we spend it all. But I do think that if we gave our community a little bit more tools on simple things they could be doing. So I do believe that even if you are in a job that is not high paying, there is a strategy for you to at least start getting a path into What would you love? What else could you be doing with what you have? How do you also involve your family into? I've seen so many people in the pandemic Mm -hmm. that have done like family businesses where they all chip in. So La Señora, Mm -hmm. who does the amazing birria, will continue to do it. But then the kids put it on social media and they're promoting it. And, And then over the weekends, they're making more money than the money the family was making throughout the week, making minimum wage. I think there are so many small little strategies, but I think our community is really craving for somebody to help them out in how do I feel differently? Yeah, well, I think that has to do with the idea of people are disconnected from their work, right? So, you know, for us today, talking about how do you connect or what is your connection to your job and your work? And I think if your intention or your desire is not matching what you're doing. And by the way, your intention can be, I need to make money. Yeah. And that's okay. That's why I'm in this job because I need to make money. Okay. That's an intention. That's a goal. But how long can you do that where you don't get disconnected? Because sometimes that's just not enough. I feel like this disconnect that's happening is really causing a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, and a lot of strain on families because one of the number one things they think about is financial hardship. And so how do we shift and have a stronger connection with our intention and purpose in work? Yeah, and I hear you when you say it's a privilege to think, okay, I need to be inspired. But you have to find that little thing, little ray of light that you're like, okay, this is it. And this is Mm -hmm. how I think that if I get from here to here, to have like a plan is great. I used to have a job in my teens that I absolutely hated in a travel agency. And it was a wholesale travel agency in San Diego. And we would sell to all these Americans going to Cabo and La Paz. Why those two destinations? I have no idea. But the moment I would get to my work, I would have a massive migraine, okay? It wasn't even 20 minutes, and I already had a migraine every single day. Uh 
So talking about like how something that is so stressful and all the calls we got was of something that went wrong with our trip. So it's all these people yelling at you. It was horrible. But I needed the job, right? I used to work at a radio station in Tijuana and it paid me $20 a week. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and this job paid me $200 a week. And it was the most miserable experience of my life. So $20 where I was so happy and fulfilled versus $200 where I was so disconnected to your point and having a mental breakdown in my teens. Like it was a migraine every day. I didn't have the migraine when I wasn't in that place. So it was definitely work related that I decided, okay, what else can I do to make up for the $200? So I started giving cooking classes to Mm -hmm. girls that I knew I love to cook. (laughs) And I would just give cooking classes in my parents' kitchen. And maybe it wasn't $200, but it was close. And I was so happy to be doing that extra work. So it's not like I'm going to be irresponsible and quit my job and not be able to support my family. But What else can I do or how can I plan Mm. for a transition or what is something else I could do that does give me that fulfillment and that excitement Mm. and that energy? And how do I grow that? I recently learned because I joined this SBA commission on how you support small business owners. And there's a lot of free resources where people will sit with you, would look at what is it that you want to launch, will tell you where there's capital or where there's training or people supporting you to help you get online with your business for free. So there are resources, but we tend to not know about them. So I would encourage Mm -hmm. people who are listening, who feel very disconnected from their jobs, not so happy, but they don't have the luxury to say, I wish I could quit, but I can't. Talk to somebody that can help you think what that future can look for you and you can start to be excited about it and start to plan it. And, you know, my dad would also say, no te sueltes de una cuerda. I don't know how to translate that. Don't let go of a rope before you are on another one, right? Hanging tight onto another, like Tarzan, Uh imagine it, right? Así como hanging from (laughs) one to the other. But that's true. So you can start planning and mapping that, but you don't have to think the rest of my life is me being miserable and disconnected from my work and from my life. And I can't believe 40, 50, 60 years went by and I was never Mm -hmm. fulfilled. I don't think that is fair. Sustainable. And I don't think that is something we should give us a message, right, to anybody in our community. Yeah, it's just not sustainable for your health. It would eventually take a toll on your health if you're in a miserable position. And you're right. I think if you're not happy in your job, start figuring it out. While you're working, start figuring something out, start making a plan, use those resources, because I agree there are so many resources. I did a small business panel in San Francisco, and the amount of women that showed up and our panel was how to find capital. And we had a bank, we had a foundation, we had a venture capital person there, and that panel gave such great advice. And they were saying, okay, you would benefit from traditional bank loan you could not get a traditional bank loan. And it was like, these women were, their minds were blown because they go, oh, like all they needed was the information. That's all they needed was the financial literacy and tools to go, oh, now they can, now they're going to run. Now they're going to run with it. And so that was, it was so inspiring because you saw all these light bulbs just waiting to take off. But you wrote a really good article a few years ago called At Work, Every Latina Woman Could Benefit from a Little White Man Swagger. And I was pitching to direct this movie and I was practice pitching with a friend of mine, white male. And I start my pitch and he goes, hang on. And I said, yeah. And he goes, I need you to walk out the door, come back in with your white male privilege pants on. 
So you're coming into this room and you're going to say, act as if you have the job, assume you have the job, tell them, of course, you have the job because you're not asking them for the job. You're already assuming you have the job, which is white male privilege. And then when I saw you wrote that article, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. What, what did you mean by that? Well, you know, I was very shocked to learn about Latina equal pay. I'm an immigrant. So unequal I, pay. Oh, my God. <laughs> this ridiculous, pay. Yes. right? So yes. the first time, like, I started to do research on it and I thought, how are we at the bottom of the list of everybody else? And how is it that even with the lack of capital, the lack of support, the less pay, we're still the ones that are launching more companies and contributing so much into the American economy, etc. And so when I wrote that, I just thought there's two things. Obviously, there's systemic things that need to absolutely change in America for all women and for every group that is not equal in so many ways. But mm -hmm. particularly for us, I kept thinking like, okay, I can't quite really believe that anybody wakes up in the morning and says, how can we pay Latinas less, particularly? Like, right. why are we at that bottom? There was something not sitting right with me. And in my experience with my companies, this was so telling, Amiga. Every Latino man that came for a race or for a promotion, whatever, they acted like if they had that white mind privilege, right? They exhausted me. They're like, oh, but how about more of this? And how about this bonus? And how about this midterm review? And, and I was like, oh my God, after hours, I was just like, okay, fine. Yeah, it's fine. The women, this is exactly the conversation I had with 99.99% .99 of the women. Okay. Oh my God, B, I am so grateful for this opportunity. You're not going to regret it. I'm going to work harder. I'm like, I'm not asking you to work hard, you know? Never did they ask, is there more money? Is this a money that is comparable to the men in this company? Nothing. It was all about being grateful. And mm. if you think about it, and I talk a lot about this too, about the calladita te ves mas bonita, the immigrant yeah, mentality, yeah. keep your head down, be grateful for what mm -hmm. you're given. Don't ask for more. Don't make any waves. No seas malagradecida. All of these things are so instilled in us that I feel like, that has us, as well as all the other changes that we need to make in corporate America for women to be equal. As Latinas, we also tend to have that mentality. Calladita me veo más bonita. I need to be grateful. I need... And that was exactly the reaction that I got from all the Latinas. Every time mm -hmm. I would tell them they're getting a promotion, it was night and day from the Latino men. The Latino men just had so much swaggers. And that's why I just thought, listen, we need to take up that space. It's not serving for our generation. Maybe our mothers and our grandmothers when they mm -hmm. came to this country and they felt like I need to be invisible. I need to keep my head down. But it was also that even that era was about safety. Yes, it you was know? a very <laughs> different time. But for me, I definitely grew up like that. Like I still feel very guilty when I'm negotiating my own salary, my own equity. I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna think like, God, why do so I want do more? I. Why? Oh, I get this feeling yeah, in my stomach. I don't wanna take too much. I know, oh my God, is this too much? What are they gonna think? It's terrible, but it's in us. So when I was thinking white man swagger, even Latino men swagger, right? Was better than the Latina swagger because it was always just like, I'm so grateful. I can barely believe that I'm getting this opportunity. And these women were like better than the men, but they didn't believe that they deserved it. So I am always like, you deserve it. You deserve to be in those rooms, but it's hard.
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. It's almost here. The Nix anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nix's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. There's just so much. It's not even pressure. It's like the social capital of what do you do? And you know, we're one of the only countries that do that. If you go to Europe or especially England, And you say, what do you, oh, so what do you do for a living? They're offended and, whoa, you don't even know me. Let's talk before you ask me that because it's associated with how much money do you make, you know, and that's a little crass. But here, it's the first thing we ask. So what do you do? What do you do for a living? And I feel like that's why our identity is caught up in our jobs because that's what we wear. It's like, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Oh my gosh, do you speak Spanish? There were right. so many further interesting things that we could ask somebody be other tied than the to first, your job and your yeah. Then be tied to our sense, job. And sense. so that connection to our job is your identity. Is your identity. And that's what makes it complicated. But I do think I think you're an anomaly in the sense of like of that. I love that your identity is not really tied to what you do. And if we could strive to be like, it's not what we do, it's who we are. 
that is more important. Absolutely. And I think I've always experienced that with my political activism or my philanthropy, especially political activism, when so, certain people are like, shut up, you're just an actress. Oh. And I'm okay, but I'm an American. I'm a mom. I had student loans. I I have health care. I like it's still there are other factors still affect me and my community because it doesn't matter what we do. It's who we are at the end of the day. And I think our connection, how to redefine our connection to work, our connection to how we work and our connection to who we are and who we want to be, it needs to line up. Absolutely. It really needs to line up. Absolutely. And I think like for people also who they're so busy, obviously working and everything, I always try to say that everybody has something to give, right? Doesn't matter who you are, you have something to give, even if it's a word of encouragement to somebody that really needs it from you that day. And it feels so good, you know, particularly for people who might be listening, who are in this stage right now of just feeling frustration with their job or with their current situation. Try adding to that, even if it's five minutes, it doesn't need to be long, but there's always somebody who needs something more or, or is more in need than where you are, believe it or not. And when you do that, you feel so fulfilled, right? You feel so happy. So maybe that's also a way as you find your ideal job and connection to work, that you feel that connection to your own humanity, right? To your own existence in this world, to your own, why am I here? What is supposed to be my contribution? So I think giving ends up being a really great way for you to feel fulfilled and connected, if not to your work, at least to the world or, or to yourself. And then that just comes around in your work and in your personal life and in everything else. So maybe that's something people can try who aren't doing it already. Yeah. Thank you so much, Beatrice. I, I, I want people to find you. Sumo Wealth is amazing. I love the graphics you guys always have about if you have two avocados and one is taken. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, how ripe is your credit with the avocado? No, just a very yeah. quick plug in because it's out to all free resources to the community. So that's why I, I want as many people to take advantage of it. But we now have our app, which we're very excited about. So you can oh, find wow. us on Android or the Apple Store and it's Suma Wealth. And the app is very fun and very easy to use. It really is a financial checkup. So you'll be able yeah. to go through it in a very quick way, but it'll let you know where you stand. And I know that's scary, but you cannot improve what you can't measure. So it'll tell you where you stand, but we are only so we can cheer you on and help you every day with free financial tips on your phone. We'll tell you exactly how you can start improving. So hopefully yeah. people can take advantage. And in our Zoom Academy, we have constant boot camps that are free. Now a certificate programs that are free as well. So I want the community to take advantage of them as much as possible. This is so important because the only way you have economic mobility is to know where you're starting, right? Like, where am I at? It's such a great site. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. And Thank you for sharing your wisdom with our listeners today. So I ask everybody this at the end of the episode. What is a book everybody must read? You know what? I have two that I, I know it's one, but I'm going to do two because I couldn't, no, pick. I couldn't pick. One <laughs> is one that you and I both wrote a review for, which I really recommend, particularly for anybody thinking of launching a company, even if it's just a company of one and you're doing it through Instagram. And that is Hefa in Training from Ashley, although her last name is Stoyanov. It's also Ojeda, so she is a Latina. And it's a guide to step-by-step step on what you need to do to become a jefa in training, so like an entrepreneur. And I love it, love it, love it, and I know you read it too. And the other one that I'm 
absolutely adoring is Julissa Arce's You Sound Like a yes, White Girl. You Sound Like oh, a White Girl. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love her, obviously. And this is the opposite of having white men swagger. So she would be like, no, girls, you should not have white men swagger. You should yeah. have Latina swagger. And she's absolutely right. You know, that case of why is it that we should be so proud of our identity, our history, our culture, and not that you assimilate, that's the end goal in life. We always try to say at Me Too, this generation is 100% Latino and 100% American, and you are proud of both. So I think the winning takeaway here is that you can be very proud American, as so many kids in our community are U.S. born, but you can also continue to be very proud uh, to be who you are without needing to fully assimilate, as there's so much retro-assimilation from moms wanting their kids to stay tied to their culture, which did not happen a few generations ago. So both of them highly, highly recommend. Thank you so much, Beatriz. You're amazing. You're one of my fellow chingonas, oh, and I'm so no, happy. So you, happy you know, the you. admiration is beyond mutual, and I hope we get to see each other in real life, as the kids say, soon. Thank you so much for listening. I'm happy to be connected with you. Connections with Eva Longoria is a production of Unbelievable Entertainment in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.